Oh, it's just so lovely to be prayed for by kids. I just love it. So, those of you, now I can see you. I would like you, children, in school age, because like, we're all kids at heart, aren't we? I'm talking about the children of school age. I'd like you to close your eyes and think about somebody that you love. I'll give you a minute. Maybe less than that. Right, open your eyes. Can you tell me who you were thinking about? Put your hand up. Sefi? Your dog. What were you thinking about, Bella? I thought about my my grandparents, my parents, my family, my dog, my guinea pigs, my, my friends, my friends from outside of school, my friends from school, and everyone here. Okay, that's the speech done. Thank you. That's fantastic. You've got a lot of love to give. And what about you? I thought about my parents. Oh, that is lovely, Lily. Okay. Sorry? <laughs> Not your brother. I won't say anything about that. <laughs> anyway, so, um, but we're, we're, those are all really good responses. But today, I'm going to tell you a story that Jesus is encouraging us to actually show love to lots of people in our lives and perhaps people that we may not normally show love to. So the story is about the Good Samaritan. Now, I think some of you may have heard the story, but just in case you haven't, I'm going to tell it to you again. So Jesus said, in response to a man who was asking, who is my neighbor? And he said that one day a man was traveling Um, from Jerusalem down to Jericho. Now, I can tell you this, that road isn't like the road that goes down to Marlowe High Street. It was a treacherous road. It 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 was steep and there were rocks on either side and robbers used to hide behind the rocks and come out and steal things from people. And rob people. So it was a dangerous place to be. And the man was traveling on his own which was quite a brave thing to do. But unfortunately, he did fall prey to some robbers. They came out, they took everything that he had, and if that wasn't enough, they thought his clothes looked quite nice too. So they took that as well. And then they beat him up and left him for half dead on the side of the road. Poor guy. So next thing, a priest comes walking down. And he comes up to the man who's lying on the side of the road, takes a look and thinks, no, unclean. I'll go to the other side of the road. That's not for me to deal with today. Then the next person who comes out is a Levite. Now, the Levite will have been helping or helps the priest in the temple. Maybe he's been cleaning the temple and he's on his way home. And he might have been in quite a hurry because he wanted nothing to do with the guy who was lying half dead on the side of the street. He might have looked quite, you know, he was quite bloodied. Maybe had one eye looking up, the other one looking down at his feet. And, okay, not going to touch that. So, the next person that comes down the street is a Samaritan. And the guy that Jesus is talking to about this story is a Jew. And the Jews and the Samaritans didn't get along very well at all. In fact, they disliked each other intensely. 
And so once Jesus had mentioned there was a Samaritan, if we had been in a pantomime, the Jew would have gone, boo, hiss. He really didn't like that. So Jesus said that the Samaritan came up to the man and he bathed his wounds in oil and wine. Now, I don't recommend you do that these days, but that's what the guy had at his disposal. And the wine acted as a disinfectant. And then he bandaged the man. And he must have used his own clothes because he didn't have any bandages with him, so he had to probably tear up his clothes uh, to bandage this man. And he took him and put him on his donkey and took him to the inn. So that would have been quite nice, just that's on his own. But he looked after the man and he spoke to the innkeeper and he said to the innkeeper, is there anything that this man needs? I will pay you. And so isn't that amazing what this man does? So Jesus is encouraging us to be kind, even to the people that we perhaps wouldn't normally be kind to. We have choices to make and we make choices every day. We can be kind in the playground, kind in the classroom, and dare I say kind at home with our siblings and our parents. Anyway, so with that little message, I will let you kids go out, or children, sorry, go out and enjoy the next activity. I think it's Kaz that's taking you out, isn't it? Now, I'm going to challenge you, adults. Um... So before this um, story is actually told, Jesus is talking to a man of the law. It's a man who studied the law. And in in our, this day and age, it would be somebody who studied the Bible quite intensely. He knows it inside and out. And he tries to catch Jesus out by asking him this question. What is it that I must do to inherit eternal life? Which is quite an impossible question, really, because there's nothing that we can do to earn an inheritance. We either have an inheritance or we don't have the inheritance. There's nothing we can do. So Jesus turns the, the, uh, the question that he's asking him onto the man himself. And he says, well, you're a teacher or a, a person who knows a lot about the Bible. You tell me. What do you have to do? So he said, love the Lord your God, love him with all your heart, all of your soul, all of your strength, and all of your mind. Now, I don't know about you, I think that's quite a difficult thing to do. I mean, I love God, that's why I'm standing here. I wouldn't be standing here if I didn't love God. But with all of my mind, all of my soul, every part of me, all the time, That's a really challenging thing to do. And the next part of the commandment, he says, is love your neighbor as yourself. Well, I can look around this room and tell you right now, I can love a lot of people in this room. Absolutely, with no problem at all. But you take me outside this scenario and I've got a neighbor who's perhaps upset me, maybe said something to disappoint me. Maybe it's somebody who's really, really getting on my nerves. I'm sure we've all been in that situation. It's almost impossible to love every single person all the time. So, going back to the question at hand, 
What is it that we can do to get eternal or have eternal life? Well, there isn't because it's already been done for us by Jesus. Jesus has done what we need is that eternal life. And through that flows our compassion and love for others. So, going back to the, um, the parable and the story. And actually, you know, it's, we don't know if it's a true story, do we? It doesn't say it's a parable. I know Jesus does tell lots of parables. But it may have actually been true. Um, but there's something that is said that there are labels on these people. And the reason there are labels on the people that are coming to not help the man or help the man is because that made sense to the person that was, he was talking to. So there's the priest and the Levite, and they were very highly thought of in that society. And then there's the Samaritan who would normally be considered the baddie in the story. But Jesus has changed it around. And in it, the people like the priest and the Levite are thinking to themselves, if I stop to help this man, what will happen to me? And the Samaritan is thinking, if I don't stop to help this man, what will happen to him? So, Jesus isn't concerned with labels. He's more concerned with what's going on in our hearts. So how do we respond to this? Now, I I love how Scott worshipped earlier um, and about us taking action and having compassion. And I love that last song that he sang. Thank you very much, Shay. Um... We can get, at times, it's easy to feel like we can't do everything for everyone. And we can't. And in this broken world, we see a lot of that, a lot of brokenness going on that we can't help people with. But just because we can't help everybody doesn't mean that we can't help somebody. So I'm just going to say a small disclaimer here. If there's anybody, because I mean now I'm hoping that you're thinking about something that you, somebody that in your life that you can help. But if it's somebody who's got a ment- mental illness or has mental Ill- issues, please do sign point them to somebody who's either a professional or an organization that has the tools to help them. And I know that may seem like not very much, but actually, it could change somebody's life. Sometimes we can't do everything on our own. And I'm talking to myself here. I'm, talking, I'm preaching to myself here because quite often I have to try to do things on my own. Sometimes you need somebody near you and, and, and a, a bunch of friends or whoever to help you out with whatever it is. So... We can take action in our spheres to change, to change atmospheres. We can change people's lives through what we do. And we can change situations for hope where there is no hope. And I love those uh, lyrics from that song uh, that um, Scott sang. 
the outcast finds a family. As freely as we have received, let us freely give. Thank you.